What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life. Literally, as I discuss current events on and off the court in the sports entertainment world and the world in general, as it relates to us in everyday life, I'm your host and your best friend, comedian Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vaughn DiCarlo and use the hashtag Coach Vaughn whenever discussing anything that you hear on this podcast or any previous podcast. And of course, you can get links to all my social media by going to CoachVaughnPodcast.com. Oh, so here we are. I said I would do my podcast a little early because, oh, what a entangled web we have weaved, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I'm a little early. Um, this is going to come out just a smidget early. I've been a little under the weather, non-COVID related. It's girl issues. Don't worry about it. I'm good. But I have been um, a little laxed in getting something out that I said I was going to do early, but I'm still early. It's a little early for the podcast to come out. So enjoy. Y'all, this thing is so layered I'm I'm gonna have to take my time with this one because if you know me you know I can't stand a double standard so I'm gonna go in depth with that a little later but there are a few layers to unpack before we even get to the if Will was Jada he would be canceled part we will dig into that trust me I'm going to have to dig into that because that you know double standards get up under my skin Uh, but I also want to discuss the sanctity of marriage and what separation means and all these new words I learned and had to look up like entanglement. Y'all, I'm sorry. That's a new one for me. (laughs) Uh, Maybe my Claritin education system has failed me, Uh, but I'm not saying it's a new word. Like I never heard the word, but that I have you guys heard people using this word in terms of relationships. I know I haven't. So it's a new one for me. And transgressions, not a new one, not a new one necessarily for me, but Jada definitely had me digging through the dictionary to get the actual definition of the word because she redefined it for us (laughs) while we were watching the Red Table Talk with her and Will discussing her transgressions, not transgressions, with, of course, singer August Alsina, or as Will and Jada call him, Og. Can I call you Og too? (laughs) <laughs> your mama named you clay but will and jada call you aug so i'ma call you aug i had to pause uh that when i was watching 
the red table talk I had to pause it a few times just to make sure she wasn't hypnotizing me you know that calm Jada voice you know how that could be right and it's like all that was missing was the mom and the daughter especially Lil Willow because you know how she liked to go yes ooh, uh uh-huh and then Jada's that part she needed herself inserted into the red table talk going "Mm, that part that part (laughs) Uh, but I watched it numerous times and I had to pause it while watching and you know what I do watch that show all the time I must say and I absolutely love the three generations of women um, and what they're doing and the table I feel like the table has an opinion too but we just can't really hear it but it's like the quiet little side eye that (laughs) that speaks to my heart and you know what what they bring as a strong group of black women uh, female voices in general what they bring to all type of different topics and discussions that they have on Red Table Talk. I always learn something, and I must say I really do respect uh, Jada for putting herself on the spot. However, (laughs) you got to call a spade a spade, right? I'm sorry. Again, uh, I don't know if I said this, but let me say it now, and I'll probably say it a few more times as we go along. This is not an attack on Jada per se. I respect her as a woman and an entertainer and as a voice, a strong black voice that we need these days. You know, between her and Ayanna Van Zandt, they both be fixing my my life, (laughs) all the stuff I learned from them. So, but just because you hold someone in high regard does not mean that you you should overlook things and turn a blind eye, right? So before I get into all of that, let me just start the conversation with where it started, which was with Angela Yee's interview with August Alsina. The Red Table Talk with Jada and Will was all about, you know, it was all shits and giggles and funny and this, that, and a third until I rewound myself and said, well, wait a minute. This is being discussed by Will and Jada because of this interview and August Augs new album and documentary release so let me check this out now I know who August Alsina is I I think I'm saying his name right because I I do believe I I, I, it's Alsina Aug we're gonna just keep calling him Aug but I don't know him like that like you know what I mean like I know that he is a very well-known talented singer and he's very popular but that's it I don't have any of his albums or nothing like that he's not necessarily on my radar all like that but I know who he is I feel like an old lady like my mom who knows who Carmelo Anthony is but only because he's a famous basketball player but that's the extent of it that's kind of how much I know about August Augs but when I tell you after watching that interview he has a new fan Uh, he is a very strong open intelligent and vulnerable young man and can I say to all the people out there that are saying that this is all just a publicity stunt and he's only doing this for attention for album sales and et cetera, et cetera. I'll I'll say this, make up your damn mind as a fan of any type of art, music, comedy, what have you, because people are always saying, be real, be real. Oh, I love it when, when they be real, you know, Cardi B has a whole, career built on being real right but when someone is vulnerable and tells you their truth uh in this particular case and in a lot of cases as soon you call it exploitation okay so what do you want art music comedy 
that makes you feel something because it comes from a real place or some shallow bullshit. Most people want what's real because it makes you think and feel. And in many cases, it inspires you. So don't go off on an artist that shares their life and experiences with you. And then you, you're just like, oh, you're exploiting it. Um, well, it's, it's a thin line. And I do understand what people mean when they say that. But when comedy, it, music, being a true artist that pulls from your life and your life journeys is very draining and exhausting. But once that bit or that song or what have you is done, it is now technically a project. And now this is a project that has to be marketed. And how else are people supposed to know that you now have this to this journey, this art to offer them without promoting it? And with promotions comes interviews and and et cetera, et cetera. So make up your damn mind. Do you want some bullshit art or do you want some art art? So you know what I'm saying. So if you have not seen the interview with Angela Angela ye sis you know sister angela and august alcina watch it the jada stuff was a very very small part of it and i did not um it, it did not come off as exploitation at all not to me it came off as part of his truth and journey and something that broke him and something that he was talking about something that ex inspired um things in his life and his music and his art and you know, which again, people are always so fascinated at music and artists and songwriting and, and comedy and where where artists draw from. But when they tell you about the darkness that brought them to the light of these um, these uh, projects and, and share these things with you, you attack them. Make up your mind, trolls, okay? He shares so much. When I tell you I cried when he talked about his sister dying and his brother, he lost two siblings and was dealing with a, a, a father who was on crack and his mom, who I believe he said was aware of him being molested in some capacity or that it's, it's really deep. This young man has experienced so much trauma and is so open and vulnerable and giving of his story that I'm mad at y'all <laughs> for having me get all caught up in a Jada moment, which overall was less than like 10 minutes of this hour eight it was like an hour and eight minute long interview with Angela Yee and the Jada stuff might have been all but five minutes y'all make me sick <laughs> but since we are here the let's talk about it now let me say this before I go in in on it because the entanglement web of transgress transgressions not transgressions can go in so many different directions, right? I've had people say that this was all a plot to collectively boost his album sales, which I already spoke on, which again, let an artist be an artist. Um, once the artist created, how else are people gonna know about it unless you promote it, duh. So if that's it and that was your only gripe, then we can stop the discussion here as far as I'm concerned. But I, I've also had people hit me up on social media saying that Will and Jada are a gay couple and that they both were sleeping with August. And one of the funniest memes I saw with someone, they said, um, it's only July, but Will and Jada have already been through August. I mean, I can't stand y'all. 
Uh, then it gets weird and people were saying uh, it's because they're Scientologists and they were performing a ritual and that they're all part of the Wayfair child trafficking allegations, and which I've seen nothing that would support any of that crazy stuff other than people on the internet will just say anything. And while all of that is well and good and may or may not be true, this is not the Coach Vaughn Conspiracy Podcast. And if those things are true, I think the FBI should be involved, not comedian Vaughn DiGarlo, okay? So with that being said, I want to deal with the entanglement conversation as it was presented on Red Table Talk and what was said there and what August said in his interview and relate it back to regular ass life and talk about it from that. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of the Ponzi scheme of collective Scientology deception. I, I don't know. And quite frankly, if it is, again, that's not my lane. So I'm not going to melt my brain with all of that. I'm going to keep it very simple. I'm going to talk about two specific aspects of the situation that sparked my heart and interest and opinion, which involves the sanctity of marriage and the glaring Oh my God, when I say glaring double standards of the situation altogether, yeah, my head was exploding when I was watching this. And I don't know about you guys, but I posted posted a a screenshot of one of my tweets because I was tweeting about it and stuff when it was first, the first day the Red Table Talk was being talked about. And... usually on my Instagram I don't get a lot of likes or stuff like that unless it's a picture of me even sometimes if I'm in a picture with someone else people just I don't know y'all just want me in the picture and you damn sure don't really be liking just screenshots of my tweets or whatever but I post what I want to post regardless of how many likes or dislikes I may get what I tell you I got over a thousand likes about the the will smith double standard tweet because it it just is what it is it it was what i saw immediately okay so like i said i'm going to talk about two specific aspects of the situation um that that was glaring to me and is that i want to have an opinion on that i think we can relate back to in real life and we'll leave the conspiracy theories up to everybody else um so again sanctity of marriage transgressions and whatnot and the glaring double standards of the situation altogether if you want to hear about that then stick around i got you i'll lay it all out in about 60 seconds i'll be right back woohoo hey hey (laughs) i never really know what to say when i come back in you know, I just, I don't know. Hello, welcome back to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. You know, I, just, I try to be, you know, your friend in your ear, not necessarily this broadcast podcaster voice person, but already, whatever. Let me be professional and cool at the same time. That's what I try to be. So, alrighty, welcome back to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life, literally. And look, ball don't lie, right? And we could call a spade a spade and a quacking duck a duck. We're two plus two. This is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where two plus two equals four and five plus five equals 10 and all that. Okay. We know our math. We know I might count on my fingers still. Okay. But don't judge me. (laughs) Welcome back. Now it's time to untangle the entanglement. Okay. 
and look at this situation right where it is with the information that was given not the conspiracy theories assumptions and perceived possibilities let's look right on the surface of what was given and it's plenty to go off on and there's no need to speculate any deeper than where it is because where it is is deep enough for me and relatable to life and questions that you would have for real and and places where we need to grow in our thinking especially in 2020 and moving forward with the state of the world that we're we're all in we got to be the man in the mirror right we have to um, know better do better and and learn and grow from ourselves our own situations and also other people's situations and that's why I appreciate Jada and Will and August for putting information out there for this conversation to happen and at the end of the day we don't know any of these people at least I don't I haven't had any personal conversations or entanglements with any of them and um, as a fellow artist, public figure, and entertainment professional, let me emphasize with people being all up in your business, um, I definitely empathize with that. People being all up in your business and speaking on it as if their opinion is facts. Your opinion is just that. It's an opinion. And that's all I'm giving is an opinion, my opinion, based on the words that came out of their mouths and my inter interpretation of the events mentioned. Uh, I don't know any of them and they don't know me no entanglements whatsoever with the Smith Smith family although I have had many entanglements with Hancock in my head but that's another story <laughs> look Hancock is my favorite superhero y'all I love Hancock uh, he's so genuine and, and real and broken yet loving and giving in a very defensive asshole kind of way that and I can relate and when I tell you you know watching will smith at the red during the red table talk he looks so upset and embarrassed and disappointed i think overall that look on his face just it just it was a look of disappointment but being the good man he is and good husband he is he sat down at the red table to support his wife because she's all entangled in this situation now the augs brought it up at this particular time to them according to will and jada uh they were kind of surprised that it was being brought up now because this is something that they dealt with uh years ago or whatnot but anyway it's here it's now and we're talking about it but he looked like he wanted to use all of his hancock strength mixed with his ali strength to pick that red table up and smash jada into the wall so hard she goes back in time and untangles this debacle <laughs> by not even doing it but that's not reality of of course it, it well it's 2020 we don't i think trump is a time traveler <laughs> that's that's a whole nother topic let me stay focused the reality is um he looked embarrassed hurt and extremely disappointed in the whole situation and like it was reopening wounds that they had already dealt with and probably are still trying to get past. And it was it was really funny when he said, um, I feel like the husband sitting next to his wife at the press conference about uh, her transgress transgressions, which was a very chilling Kobe moment for me. I don't I don't know or think that that was his intention, um, but it's what came to mind. I don't know if that came to mind for you when he said that, but the Vanessa 
sitting next to Kobe while he had to admit to consensual sex with that uh, white girl. And it was uh, anal, you know, booty sex and all. It was like deep, vulgar, embarrassing and all that. But Vanessa sat next to her husband at the press conference. And, and maybe that was the reference. Maybe it wasn't. He didn't say Kobe, but I got a chilling Kobe moment uh, when he mentioned it. But we all understood what he was saying and feeling, right, when Will said that. Which brings me to the first of the two aspects that I want to discuss about this um, whole entanglement thing. But first, real quick, let's stop calling it entanglement to make ourselves feel better, Jada. It was a relationship. You had a relationship with Aug while still married to Will. And that is a transgression. So let's talk about it now. I must preface what I'm about to say in terms of the sanctity of marriage with I, me, I have never been married. So let me call myself out right up front for having an opinion on their 25 year marriage with my zero years of marriage resume. Okay. Yes, I was engaged to be married to a very special man that I was in a relationship with for 10 years, but he died one month prior to our wedding date. So technically I have not been married, married. Okay. So maybe I need Jada's Red Table talk and Ayana Van Zandt to fix my life before I have an opinion, but I'm here and neither one of them is here to fix my life. There's no Red Table. It's just me and this microphone in your ears. So maybe I need that in my future. But for right now, let's just pretend, let's just say I'm married, right? And I'm having issues with my husband. So we get separated. Okay. Happens, you know, but until we are divorced we are still married so technically if i have an affair and lay down in a bed with another man or woman whatever and have sex with another person that's cheating infidelity a transgression but maybe i'm cray cray jj maybe i'm cray cray jada maybe i'm cray so i looked it up i looked it up all right i said maybe i'm being uh, extra so I looked up transgressions in the dictionary on Google. Transgressions, as defined by Google Dictionary, is an act. Here, here's the quote. An act that goes against a law, rule, or code of conduct. An offense. Okay. So Will Smith seemed to agree with Google. <laughs> Because, yeah, he wasn't having it. She was like, entanglement? Because, you know, let's let's just just say, like, I understand. That was hard to do. Jada's voice was cracking a little bit. Her mouth seemed dry. She, you know, she seemed like a comic that's on stage bombing. And Will Smith was just there picking up all the pieces. And he said, look, I'm in the Jada position right now, so I have to call you out and get you to basically tell your truth. And Will Smith seems to agree with Google and the definition of transgressions from what I could see in here. But Jada says she doesn't see it that way, (laughs) which to get into that, let me take take you back a little bit again uh, to to the moment where he I had the Kobe moment because, look, Will, he's a comedian to the core. He's so naturally he just so naturally broke the tension throughout the entire red table talk with his superb timing, which as a comedian is just a gift from God, a natural uh, God given talent of timing. He is truly a comic. He is truly a comedian. And 
If you ever need an example of what it looks like to joke your way through pain, just watch this particular red tabletop, the entanglement red tabletop. Just look at it. Just look at Will Smith's face in the moment where moments where he makes jokes to break the tension. It looks effortless, but that's because he's a natural. And that's that's what we do best as comics, right? We survive through our laughter, through our pain and and so back to the moment where he was breaking the tension by saying he feels like he's the husband at the press conference sitting next to his wife while she admits her transgressions. That's when that word came up. They laughed it off. It was a cool moment. And it was the elephant in the room to be called out, which is another job of a comic, right? To read the room and call it out. Now, I'm not saying that he was doing a bit or anything like that doing a sketch I'm not I'm not suggesting that I'm just saying his natural who he is at the core comic instincts were very much present in in this red table entanglement web of weaves and um I was just watching him deal with this and like I said that transgressions moment where he said that he felt like he was the husband at the press conference conference sitting next to his wife while she admits her transgressions that was the elephant in the room that's exactly what it felt like and he called it out but the very moment after he said it and then they laughed she then says that she doesn't see it as a transgression at all and me and will <laughs> by the looks of things was looking at her with a professional side eye that uh we both you know i'm a professional side eye giver and i I, after watching this i definitely know will smith is too so me and will looking at her like uh just waiting for her to explain how it's not a transgression she just went on and on and on about how she learned so much about herself during that time and and that it was um she was broken and she was uh immature she she admitted to a lot of hard stuff but Jada just because you learned a lot about yourself during a transgression does not make it not a transgression <laughs> okay you broke the law rule conduct of code if you will uh, which is an offense when it comes to the sanctity of marriage so the a now I know they were separated okay I I know I hear it in your head as I'm saying all of this, I know they were separated. I get it. They, as described by both of them, said that they thought it was over. He said, I was done with your ass. You know, that whatever was going on, they were done with each other. But that they were separated, no, not divorced. So, But isn't that what separation is for? To take a break, right? To take a moment to see how it feels to be separated and to give some time and space to see if that's what they really want. And if it is determined that, yes, we are better off apart, then separation goes to divorce. Call me cray cray. But if I'm married and now separated and I feel like I want to become intimate or entangled with anyone, I would discuss it before I do it. I would talk to my husband about divorce so that I don't have a transgression, so that I don't break the code of conduct of the sanctity of marriage the vows that I took right I would discuss it before I actually entangled myself I would talk to my husband about divorce and then once we are divorced then I can become intimate with 
my son's friends or whoever I want to. I mean, that was a that was a little sad. But I mean, look, Augs, August was Jaden's friend. We'll get into that later. Anyway, otherwise, if you don't if you don't do it that way, right? Separation. I feel like yes, we are going to be apart, and I'm going to have sex or intimate relations with other people. So I think we should discuss the divorce before I do that. That is what I think the protocol is and should be, and what it life isn't perfect. We all make mistakes. La di da di da. I'm just saying what if it was me, what I would do. But it's always easy to say what you would do, right? I acknowledge that this is just my opinion that I'm giving of what what I feel. I would do in that situation and if I didn't Lord knows I would just say yes it was a transgression I wouldn't fancy talk my way around saying that I would I wouldn't have said that no that's not a transgression right because if you didn't go with the protocol of how I just described then that is a transgression so why are we talking around that now don't get me wrong Will probably had a few a few transgressions himself during that time but Surely, if the red table of entanglement was turned, no one would give him a pass on using any fancy words or phrases to describe his transgression. They would label him a fuckboy and keep it moving. And they would comfort and protect Jada at all costs. How could you, how could you do that to such a good woman? You heathen, you pig, you, you dirty, dirty man. (laughs) You know what I mean? We wouldn't have, he wouldn't, Red Table Talk would have been four hours long just by digging through all the BS, right? All the BS that she was kind of talking around while she was so boldly putting herself on the spot was very interesting. So I just don't think if it was the other way around that it would have went that way. Speaking of if the Red Tables were turned, let's imagine for a moment this, that this entanglement was Will. Let's, let's, right now. As I speak, I want you to just imagine what would happen if Will Smith was in a caring, uh, like a, a caregiver position with one of Willow's young, gorgeous, vulnerable, and sick female friends in their house. Because this this is what they said. They, they said that the original relationship with August, uh, they welcomed him into, he was very sick, right? So let's imagine Will Smith is in a care a, a caregiver position with one of Willow's young, gorgeous, vulnerable, and mentally and, and physically sick friends in their house. And then she ended up entangled with Will Smith, brokenhearted and torn after having an, an intimate entanglement with, with Will in, in his arms, heart, and bed <laughs> because he wanted to feel good like Halle Berry and Monster Ball child what the entire fuck when when Jada said that I hit the floor y'all I ain't even gonna lie that part that part when Will asked her why she did it and I'm talking to you guys as if you've already seen it hopefully you have so you you keep them up keeping up with the the Smith's conversation that I'm having right now but when Will asked her why she did it or what was she thinking or or whatever in that moment and she said I just wanted to feel good <laughs> I, I'm silly all I heard in my head was Halle Berry and Monsters Ball make me feel good <laughs> and I giggled and then I went from giggling to damn well 
Because I, I thought about it. You know, I'm just watching Will sitting there taking all of this to the chest, listening to his wife say she just wanted to feel good. And how it had been so long since I felt good. Wow. Wow. Talk about the insensitivity to your man's ego. What? Glaring. Jesus. I was like, wow. You basically just told your husband that he hasn't pleased you in so long. And that you just needed that young, young. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm just making it sexual in this moment. But you get what I'm saying. Let's do some basic math, okay? This was about five years ago, according to them. And five years ago, uh, Will Smith, he's 51 now, about to turn 52 in September. So he was around 46, 47. August, who I believe is 27 now. So five years ago, he was 22. And Jada, who is about to turn 49 in September, was like 43, 44. Okay, so there you go. Let me say it again. To my husband's face, I just wanted to feel good. And it had been so long since I felt good. Okay, damn. Mm. now again I know I'm making it just sexual but it was it was deeper than that obviously um they had a very emotional and physical relationship but honestly that other stuff was creeping me out uh, way more than just the sex part like she was she went on to say how she thinks that she's attracted to people who uh, need healing or in need and I'm like um well like what part of the healing process it is is it when you put his young hard penis all the way in the back of your vagina I mean what part of what part of the resources is your vagina I'm sorry y'all that look that was just another moment where I was looking at Will like damn because when they were talking about how they first opened their home to August and he was really sick and again mind you this is Jaden's friend uh so you know what and also sidebar when I was watching the Angela Yee interview I was like Jaden is that you because they favor a little bit but yeah I don't know creepy maybe my mind is just playing tricks on me but he was he kind of had on them glittery auntie glasses and that weird pink hat and hair but I'm like this is kind of (laughs) Jaden anyway he was 22 which is an adult So it's not like I'm saying Jada is Chester the molester or nothing like that. But I am saying that the more I listened, the more I was like, ooh, this is like, what is happening? This is creepy. And like poor August, he just seems so broken. I'm sorry. I have a kid that's 21 and Jada's kids are in that age range. So you're a grown ass woman. You know damn well the power you have over that young man's mind and emotions and and everything, especially in a caregiving position where you're helping him heal with your resources. Uh, <laughs> he was, by the way, um, I think I mentioned this earlier. August was talking about being molested as a child and et cetera, et cetera. And now he didn't make any connections to Jada. You have to watch the interview yourself. But for me, I was making way too, I was entangling all of these conversations and life situations and making too many, connecting too many dots that for me was just too much. Like if I put myself in that position, uh, I'm sorry. It just seems like a very selfish move as a woman of a certain age to entangle yourself with that young man who's obviously in not the best mental state as it is. And you're helping to heal him 
um all but but now he's all up in your resources i'm just saying it's just it's it's it became a little bit a little bit too much so as i'm saying all of this i hope you were doing what i told you to do when i first started talking about this part which was um imagining if it was the other way around and i'm having this conversation and saying all of this uh not about jada but as will and this is one of willow's young vulnerable heartbroken friends and if so you probably see my second point that they would have canceled the fuck out of will oh my god they would have canceled will smith with all kinds of me too's branded on his good name for life i posted that on twitter like i said and some karen i think her name was angelina or something she was probably just a troll or a bot with a fake account but either way she um said something on twitter i she had the audacity y'all to try and check me saying that he definitely would have been canceled but don't pull that me too bs because that's for sexual assault don't trivialize it meaning don't trivialize the me too thing because i said that if it was the other way around will smith would have been canceled with all kind of me too's entangled on his good name so pardon me karen but don't come for me you can't check me on something you don't understand the context of and my context was 100 percent on point and this this karen angelina troll wasn't even a follower of mine so i know she had no idea who she was talking to and what context is attached to it so i kindly responded uh kindly and said first of all karen i me consistently fight against people who wrongfully use the hashtag me too okay because i do I do. And I said to her, I said, before you come in here trying to check me, understand who you're talking to, my context is 100% correct. And yes, I called you Karen trying to check something that doesn't need checked. Typical. That was my response. Um, but I feel very strongly about that because I hate double standards. I think double standards are dangerous. And I'm not saying or advocating in any kind of way that Jada should be canceled for this be very very clear I'm not saying that or that it was without a doubt some type of abuse of power etc etc I'm not saying that I'm just calling out some of the facts that are right in front of our face on the surface of what they said that without a doubt in my mind if it was the other way around and it was will would have got him gotten him canceled without investigation without consideration without any fancy talk without any red top table talks none of that would have happened <laughs> that's all i need to point that double standard out because uh, you know what i i do believe that people would have abused the me too movement and the hashtag if it was will it, it would have been a, an abuse of it if they would have said, oh, that was a me too thing, but I feel like they would have. And as a woman who, me, who, as a woman who has survived sexual abuse, I take it very seriously that sometimes people throw any and every situation under the me too umbrella. I've spoken about this before on my podcast and on radio and, and, and Twitter and everywhere I can. Uh, so you may have heard me say this before, but I take that very seriously. I don't think every situation should be all encompassed under the Me Too umbrella. Me Too should be preserved for, for extremely serious situations. 
not situations like, oh, he touched my shoulder and asked for a massage, and I was I was afraid not to give him one because I might not get this Oscar award-winning role. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, harassment in a workplace is okay or nothing like that. Abuse of power um, on both sides, male, female, is, is wrong in any shape, form, or fashion, right? But not everything is the same or should be in the same category as rape. And I feel like a lot of people just throw that Me Too thing out there and get people canceled. It, you know, the court of public opinion, the, co- the, the court of social media decides that you're guilty, canceled, and go away. And in some instances, you know, you need social media and the whole let's handle this thing and in some cases, it's like, whoa, 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 all right, come on, excuse me. So all I was trying to say was there's a double standard here because I don't, I don't want to keep going down a rabbit hole on the Me Too thing. Let me, get, let me get back to Jada and Will. I can't see it, not for one moment, that if the red, tab- if the red table of entanglements were turned and it was Will, None of that would have went the way that it did, period. Again, this is not an accusation. I'm not saying that we should be trying to take Jada down for this. But I am saying that I felt the need to point out the double standard so that maybe in the future we can really have some type of real conversations about stuff and true equality that we speak about for both men and women and all races. If if we're going to give leeway, give leeway to all if we're not gonna give leeway don't give leeway to all it's it's just something to think about in the future when we hear about will's transgressions <laughs> because we know that's coming right it, the internet won't stop digging i'm pretty sure and he already made the comment i'm gonna get you back and she's like oh i think you already got me back you know more jokey jokey jokes um but if we do find out that will smith bumped into a female tree and picked the apple let's not meet him uh at the tree of death okay let's hear him out too even if it's one of willow's 22 year old 22 to 27 year old friends which would make her an an adult but do you do y'all see what i'm saying okay all right at the end of the day i'm an advocate for true equality Okay, I love and respect both Jada and Will and and their commitment to their bad marriage for life. (laughs) And it appears that, you know, all parties involved have learned and grown from it, which is what it's all about. Right. I've learned and grown. Hell, if not for nothing, I've learned so many new words. (laughs) I even learned a a new word from Augs, you know, during the Angela Yee interview. He mentioned a word that I had never heard. And that I believe I am. I, 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 Demi, I'm a demisexual, y'all. Who knew? <laughs> and for those of you that are like, what the hell is she talking about? Demisexuality is a, 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 a sexual in orientation where people only experience sexual attraction to, to people that they have a close emotional connection with and only experience sexual attraction and desire after an emotional bond has been formed with someone. That sounds like me. I'm definitely not into one night stands and casual sex. Ugh, I, I have been there, done that, don't like it. Uh, so I, I, I definitely acknowledge that about myself. I have to be emotionally attached. My heart is absolutely attached to my resources, my vagina. <laughs> 
I'm a demi, y'all. Demisexual. Who knew? Thanks, Ox. Thank you. He brought that up during Angela Yee's interview when he talked about being celibate for three years now and not having a real desire for sex because he hasn't connected with anyone. I guess since maybe Jada's resources broke him. I, I don't know. Poor little boy. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Vera in Harlem Nights when I said that. Poor little boy. We, we remember in the kitchen in Harlem Nights when Eddie Murphy came in and apologized for shooting her in her pinky toe and she just said some old you know rough tough stuff and then when he walked away and left she was like that boy I love that little boy <laughs> oh god that's what I felt like just now when I was talking about August but anyway I think I've said enough I think I've made my points so let me get out of here before y'all cancel me and shoot my pinky toe off or something. You know, it's 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 been real enough. I hope we have all learned something. I, and like I said, I know I have. And uh, know better, do better. You can't be mad at that. And hey, if you hate me for my opinion, then it's whatever. You don't scare me. You can't check me, Karen. It's 2020. You don't scare me. I'm good, okay? I don't have to do a damn thing to please you. Like the old saying goes, I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die, okay? And wear a mask, y'all. Wear a mask. Coach Vaughn, out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. And be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcasts, the Grown as Fuck Podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya.